This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, offering members-only discounts that can save you thousands of dollars a year. Find out more at carp.ca. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. You can eat food safely, even if it's past the best before date on the package. So how can you tell? And staying safe in the heat wave. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. How many personal care products do you use and have you thought about the chemicals in them? A new study by the Environmental Working Group finds men's use of personal care products has almost doubled since 2004, going from six that year to 11 items daily, which may contain as many as 112 chemical ingredients. This includes Six products for body care, one for skin care, one cosmetic, two for hair care, and one for baby care. And that nearly closes the gap with women's use of products. Women use around 13 per day, up from 12 in 2004. If you're expecting better from Canada's biggest airlines this busy travel season, hold that thought. 59% of Canadians who've taken a flight in the past year reported a delay compared to 52% of Americans, according to a new Leger survey, with fewer than 40% of us having confidence that our airlines are reliable. If you're creative, then you likely enjoy idle time more than others. According to a study in the Creativity Research Journal, those participants who were more creative felt less bored when they sat alone. And during the pandemic, the creative ones were less bored and more engaged with their own thoughts. A senior author of the study says history is filled with anecdotes of famous scientists, artists, philosophers who enjoyed being alone, And that's often when they come up with some of their best ideas. Dancer-turned-actress Nev Campbell considers ballet her first love, and she is now the executive producer of a Karen Kane documentary. The Guelph-born Campbell trained at the National Ballet School. She says Swan Song is an extremely personal project that follows Kane as she directs a group of dancers in a production of Swan Lake on the eve of her retirement from the National Ballet. With a year until Paris hosts the Olympics, the French capital is in the final phase of an historic cleanup that'll see swimmers back in the Seine River after more than 100 years. Not only are three Olympic and Paralympic events scheduled to take place in the Seine, but by 2025, three open-air swimming areas will be accessible. The deputy mayor of Paris, who's in charge of the Olympics, says that when people see athletes swimming with no health problems, they will be confident to return as well. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. 
Millions of people on three continents are baking under blistering temperatures, and scientists are reporting that this month will be the planet's hottest on record ever by far. One thing is certain, it is even riskier if you are older or have health problems, and it's important to be cautious and get relief quickly when you are overheated. Here are some tips on staying safe from Dr. Samantha Green. Dr. Samantha Green, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So literally millions of people are under hot weather alerts. Also, uh, the wildfires, the smoke, and many, many warnings that older people are particularly at risk. Uh, why is that? Yeah, so I mean, people who are older are more susceptible to heat-related illness. So heat exhaustion, heat stroke. People who are older also are more likely to suffer from a chronic condition like heart disease or lung disease. And those conditions are all made worse, exacerbated by extreme heat. They're also made worse by air pollution and exposure to air pollution, including wildfire smoke. What about, uh, there's also an issue with their skin, right? People who are older can be more frail, and that applies to all systems of the body. So the respiratory system, the cardiovascular system, the brain, and certainly the skin as well. Um, And so all that means is that when there is an insult, so when there's extreme heat or when there's air pollution, people who are older are, are more at risk of harm because their bodies are less able to cope, less able to manage the thermoregulatory mechanisms are older and and, uh, less robust. And so with extreme heat, the body is less able to cope, less able to regulate the temperature, the internal core temperature of the body. Now, in previous heat waves, uh, particularly in BC, as we saw, uh, people who died were older people. Did that surprise you? Yeah, I mean, the vast, vast majority of people who died in the BC heat dome event in 2021 were over age 70. 98% also died indoors, so in an indoor environment that didn't have cooling capacity. And also, the majority of people who died were poor. And that does not surprise me, but I I do think it means that we need to pay attention uh, as a society, and we need to institute programs and regulations that protect people who are older who do not have access to air conditioning. So, for example, the British Columbian government recently announced that they would be spending uh, millions of dollars on air conditioning units for people who otherwise wouldn't have access. And I think that's commendable. And likewise, I, I would like to see regulations protecting vulnerable older tenants, renters, who live in very hot indoor environments. And what can you advise people in terms of, I don't know, sitting in an ice bath or what can uh, people do in the meantime? Yeah, I think everyone should have an extreme heat plan. So think about it ahead of time. You know, we know there will be heat waves and we know that there will be more and more heat waves as the years go on. And so everyone needs a plan. Where will you go if you don't have air conditioning in your own home? Where will you go when there is extreme heat? And and to cool down, uh, yeah, I mean, go to an indoor air-conditioned space, whether that's a public space or a friend's house. Um, you can use cold shower, cold bath, especially in the late afternoon, early evening before bed, uh, which is the hottest time. 
it's important to drink lots of water, uh, even when not feeling thirsty. And, you know, do what you can to keep the indoor environment as cool as possible. So keep the blinds closed during the day. Open the windows at night to bring in cool air. Don't use the stove. And, yeah, uh, be in touch with other people so that they know that you're safe. Uh, Speaking of other people, uh, one of the things that I saw highlighted was that older people end up isolating themselves further when this happens, you know, to avoid being out or to avoid. So what is the added risk of that? People who are isolated are, of course, more at risk as well. Uh, And so, for example, if you have a neighbor who lives alone, it's important to check on them in an extreme heat event, in any extreme weather event, and make sure that they're okay. And it is important to not be isolated and staying indoors, especially if you don't have access to cooling inside your own home. Okay, thanks so much, Dr. Samantha Green. Okay. That was Dr. Samantha Green on Staying Safe in the Heat. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Weekend Review coming up. Did you know there are plenty of foods that can be eaten safely beyond their best before dates? We'll have a primer. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, helping you unlock money you didn't know you had. Members-only discounts that can save you tons. Find out more at carp.ca. and retailers around the world are getting rid of those best before dates on fresh food in a bid to cut food waste. How can you tell if a product is still good to eat even though it may be past the peak of freshness? I talked with Sylvain Charlebois, professor in food distribution and policy at the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. There seems to be a lasting confusion between best before and expiry dates. Yeah, no, absolutely. Expiry dates are are really reserved for specific products. Very few products would actually have an expiry date. Baby formula would be one, baby food in general. So you can't really play around with expiry dates. But best before dates doesn't mean bad after. Uh, it, it is just an indication of quality and freshness. So if, uh, if you see a product with a uh, best before date and you're past that date, it doesn't mean that you have to throw that product away. What are the things that you can eat past the best before dates? If you actually can rely on on your senses, the sniff test, smell, taste, and look, the aesthetic of the product, you can basically eat anything. Of course, risks do grow with animal proteins like dairy and meat products. But generally speaking, if you're in shape, your immune system is, is highly functioning you can still rely on your senses to basically dictate whether or not you should be eating a product after the best before date. It seems to me that one of the key considerations is the amount of time it would take for listeria to grow, say, in a deli meat, right? Exactly. And so, of course, listeria is something that we need to be careful with because we can't see it. We can't taste it. We can't smell it. And so you have to be careful. Uh, so that's why it's important for people with a compromised immune system to be a bit more diligent. Uh, so if you're uh, young, if you have seniors in your home, things like that, you have to be a little bit more careful with best before dates. 
deli meat, probably you shouldn't eat past the best before date, unless I guess it's vacuum packed, right? Exactly. So the packaging itself is also very important. And keep in mind that if a package is unopened, that certainly lessens the risks for contamination. If you eat a product after the best before date and it's been open for a while, obviously that changes everything. The best before date really becomes a, a secondary piece of data, really. But if it's, we always, we're always talking about unopened packages. So if you're, I've actually eaten a, a, a yogurt three months after the best before date, it was unopened, it was fine. And so you, I opened it up, I looked at it, there was nothing really different and uh, ate it and I was fine. So if it opened, it would have been completely different. So we said uh, deli meats that are not vacuum packed, maybe stick to the best before dates. Butter, uh, I was surprised that it can keep for a long time. Butter is, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, I've been speaking to some folks who actually keep fridges, they keep ketchup in fridges, even bread in, in bridges. You don't have to keep any of that in your fridge. You can actually leave it on your counter. And of course, everyone wants softer butter. There's no point for you to actually keep butter in the fridge. In North America, a lot of people actually put products in fridges all the time, like butter, for example. But you don't need to, really. You can keep it soft and at room temperature and you'll be perfectly fine. Again, best before dates are really the number one reason why people throw away perfectly good food. So if you can actually reduce the amount of waste you generate as a household, you can actually save a lot of money. Chicken and a slimy layer. That's what you have to watch out for, right? Yeah, chicken is more complicated. I, I certainly would want to make sure that uh, I, I thoroughly cook chicken, uh, unlike beef uh, or pork, because just because the risk for salmonella, uh, E. coli as well, risks are much higher with chicken in general. Then there's that old adage, you know, one bad apple spoils the whole damn bunch. Do you really have to throw out your whole little carton of strawberries or raspberries if one is going moldy? No, not at all. With bad apples or bad parts, you can get rid of them and eat the rest. Same for cheese. In fact, if there's one part that is uh, blue or moldy, you can cut it out and eat the rest uh, if you like. That is possible as well. There is some debate here about whether we should ban these best before dates altogether. Uh, are Canadians ready for that? Are they going to be able to figure it out? Only 27% Canadians would be willing to see uh, best before dates disappear. Line on them, and uh, so it, I don't see how it's going to happen. Ted, unfortunately, unless unless that changes, uh, I think they're going to be there for a while. The, I think the best hope is to educate the public in terms of what these dates mean, really. Sylvain Charlebois, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. That was Dr. Sylvain Charlebois on best before dates. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. Zoomer Week in Review is produced by Zeev Hadi 
Christine Ross, and Paul Thomas. Technical producer, Justin Eacock. Executive producer, Moses Neimer. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.